Welcome to Creative Conversations with Costume Designers. Oh my gosh, that was a lot. <laughs> well, us costume designers have a lot to say about what it looks like to tell stories with clothing. I'm your host, Mandy Line. I've been a costume designer for the last 22 years. During COVID-19 lockdown, I felt lost, not being able to make words on a page come to life through costume design. I decided to reach out to my peers, come to find that they felt the same way. I decided to seize the moment and start this podcast. We don't need a lockdown to want to be inspired, motivated, and entertained. So each week, tune in to hear amazing, (laughs) unexpected stories of what it looks like to be a costume designer to them. No one's story is the same. Trust me. Are you ready? I am. Let's do this. Each episode is brought to you by the Western Costume Company, your one-stop shop for all your costume needs. Next guest is Charlize Antoinette. Not only has she become an awesome friend of mine, she is such a rising star. With credits such as Astronomy Club, Raising Dion, See You Yesterday, and one of my favorite movies of 2021, Judas and the Black Messiah. And let me tell you, this woman has just begun. Okay, you, hold on. I got to put on my famous filter because okay. it just helps me out. There we go. And you, you're good. You can hear everything? I can hear you. Oh, my God. You were like a ray of gold, lips gold, ears gold, everything. Are your nails done? I did my nails for you. <laughs> Wait, you I, want you know to what? see them? <laughs> no, they look great. It's like the first thing that I noticed. I can't say the same. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I almost wore my quarantine wig for you, but let my fro out today. No, this is good. I, I let my, no, I don't have any hair, so that didn't work out. You look stunning, you. gorgeous. I am so glad that you're here today. I'm going to get into the guests really quick. I just want to remind people, already donations are made to Equal Justice Initiative. Thank you to Western Costume. So here we go. I'm going to look at my notes because you are a guest that does it all, so I don't want to forget. So thank you very much for being here on such an important date where people are peaceful protesting, marching. Yes. 19th of June, I mean, it, it just, it, it makes it uh, even that much more special that you're my guest. And thank you, is it Charlize or Charlize? Charlize. Char- of course it is. Charlize Antoinette, do you go yes. by whole thing? You can call me Charlize Antoinette. You can call me Charlize. You can call me Char. Like, we're cool. <laughs> I love it. I want it. My goal is to get to the place where I call you Char. We'll get there, and I'm into it. This is good. This is my goal. <laughs> so I was doing research on you last night, and I think I have to take back the phrase when I tell my friends, I'm the busiest person I know. I think it's you. This is so... <laughs> so just a couple... I'll get into her credits, but... Tell me if I've missed anything. Costume designer, jewelry designer, which, by the way, I was schooled by many of your fans. She's also a jewelry designer. Um, don't forget that. Stylist, mentor, yeah. coach. Uh, you are now serving on tons of diversity panels. Did I forget anything to your repertoire? Like, you do it all. Um, thank you. I also am launching a database of Black designers very soon. Um, I also co-founded a um, collective that promotes diversity in cannabis. So I've been working in the diversity space for a while. Um, so, yeah. 
these are all things I'm passionate about. Everything I do is something I'm passionate about. And I don't know how I find time to do it all, but I do. And I also have a lot of great, you know, partners right. and collaborators, you know, so it's not me doing everything alone, obviously. So, um, but, you know, it's important that I do things that I love and I'm passionate about. Well, I think that I had a lot of questions from uh, college students yesterday about like, how do you keep going? How do you find the, and I think you nailed it. It's that passion. It's that fire that I was like, oh, I don't have a plan B. This is what I'm doing. Right? Yes. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a, kind of, excuse me, kind of a thing with you. Um, so, God, my hands are so dry. So I want to run through her credits and this is just this many of her credits. Uh, but these are the ones that I became, you know, kind of familiar with between the research. You've got uh, seven episodes of Raising Dion. Mm -hmm. See you yesterday, which, by the way, I have now become my niece's coolest aunt because I know the show. Like, <laughs> you, you gave me, like, street cred with my 11-year-old niece. She's like, yeah, I've seen it. The kids like, love, oh. it. <laughs> love it. It is. That's like, those fans will stay with you for a long time. <laughs> um, Astronomy Club. Now, Vincent and Roxy, was Zoe yes. Kravitz? Yes, yes. We're she's amazing. Talk. Yes. <laughs> is she breathtaking? Yes. I mean, come on. She's great. Yeah. I always but, think about this. Like, who's your mom and dad? Oh, Lenny Kravitz and, you know, Lisa Bonet. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just them. Um, sticky notes. Newlyweeds. Your stylist resume is so long. And those are just the tip of the iceberg with your career and uh you know there's of course all the other things that you just said but before that before we get into i, I really want to talk about three things i want to talk about costume designing your okay. coaching and the a black designer database or database but there was a beginning to this amazing powerhouse that you are so it's a two-part question okay first part of the question is how are you connected to Ellen Morajnik and <laughs> Meredith, my okay. homies? Yes. That's a cool little story. Yes. Then the second part, was there, and a lot of the students were asking this yesterday, was there a moment that you trans transitioned from an assistant to a designer? Mm -hmm. And what was that catalyst? Was it a person? Was it an event? You know, so first Ellen and Meredith, and then what was the main wow moment? Great. So, um, Ellen Mirajnik, I was an intern on my first movie ever. And Ellen Mirajnik was one of the designers, as was Jenny Gehring, who's also an amazing designer. It was actually, if I'm not mistaken, Jenny's movie where she was transitioning from being a stylist to a costume designer. So it was her oh. first movie as a costume designer. And Ellen Mirajnik has had this amazing long career working with right. Michael Douglas for years. And Michael Douglas was in the film. And I was just like, wow, this is my first job. This I was just going to say, you, you have moments of like, what is going on? Hello, mom. Hello, dad. Yeah. Hello, friend. Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. So I interned on that for like two weeks. And then I got referred for a job. And that job was with Meredith. Meredith now, who did you get referred by? Like a supervisor? No, actually oh. another PA. Love it. Love it. You never yeah. know where the connection starts. Yep. It was another PA. Um, the PA on the job was like, hey, girl, you know what you're doing. Um, because before that, I had been styling, you know, Got it. Okay. For fashion week and um, doing editorials and things like that. But I wanted to transition to TV and film. Right. So I basically had to come in and learn how things are done because it's a completely different process than editorials and fashion week. So I worked on the movie for like two weeks and she was like, you get this. And did you just feel, how did you, 
was it this instinctual, like you style, you did, uh, you know, you schooling retail, you had a bunch of experience before, but was this the first thing that like, almost like clicked and like made sense? You're like, right? There's that yes. moment, huh? Definitely. I mean, I think like, I've also identified recently that um, hair. Sorry. I am a builder. So I like mm. to like build things. So the thing about my career that's amazing is I get to build things and then I move on to something different. Oh, that's cool. That's a good way kinda, to put it. Yeah, it just kind of works really well with just like who I am as a person. So that's why I do all these other amazing things because I'm a builder. I like to build things. I have all these ideas, you know? I love when you say build, like your posture. It gets <laughs> No, seriously, because <laughs> no bosses, like female bosses, like when we run it, we are, we know, like, yeah. I think that's a really great thing you said, because when you build something, you create something and on a film and a TV show, it's there. It doesn't go anywhere. It's there forever. Right. That's like, that's a big, uh, it's just, it's satisfying. Yeah. Right. It's satisfying. It's now, when you met Meredith, what show was that on? Um, it was on a pilot that actually never ended up getting picked up. It was a Showtime pilot. So okay. that was cool. My second job was for Showtime. <laughs> no. So awesome. <laughs> David Robinson, who did Zoolander and Donnie Brasco, um, also a legendary costume wow. designer, was a designer. And Meredith was his assistant at the time. Okay. And so Meredith and I hit it off on that job. And when she went out on her own and started designing, I started assisting her. Did she call you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm trying to show a lot of the people that tune in that are students and up and coming. This didn't just happen overnight. She put in the hard work and because of connections, mm -hmm. people will remember your name. Oh man. Okay. When they put together a team, your name came into Meredith's brain. Like that's how it works when you're, you know, make yourself memorable, but work your ass off. It wasn't yeah. easy, right? She didn't. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And the awesome thing about Meredith was she would teach me, and you know, kind of break the rules, but she would teach me yeah, things yeah, yeah. <laughs> that um, that were, you know, just she would just let me observe her, like shop, for example. And you know like, why she does that? It's because mm -hmm. it's a it's a thing that I do too. Is we take the time when we can, but when we know, we're like, I want her to assist me. I yeah. want her to design. <laughs> you really put the time in to explain kind of why, because when you give to us, we will give back, and you do the yeah. same thing, right? Yeah, definitely. I do. Um, you know, I have helped a lot of people, you know, start their careers, go from PAs to being in the union now. And I, I, it makes me happy, you know, yeah. to be able to use like the privilege that I do have and help people start their careers because someone did it for me. You know, like Meredith was very instrumental in getting, getting me in the right. union. He's like, girl, you have to join. You can't keep working. <laughs> you did? No, I love that. It's because when you see a talent, right? Can't you, you can see that talent and that hard work, right? Yeah. In somebody, huh? Oh, they're uh, like, you can tell when someone really wants it, you know, like they'll, they'll show up every day on time and you might've put them through the ringer the day before, had them running all over the city, totally. carrying like the heaviest garment bags, doing all these returns. <laughs> And they still come back the next day and they're like, hey, what do you need today? I love, you know? I love it when they're like all frazzled. They're like, okay. We're like, things are just, everything is, they had it slept, but they are so happy to be there. I remember one time I had a PA. I'll never forget this. And when I was a PA, I was taught first in, last to leave. Not that that was always the rule, but that's what I remember. Yeah. And the girl leaves and she was like, bye, I'm leaving. And I was all, where are you going? She was like, I'm so tired from today. You don't, I didn't react. I just made a mental note. Yeah. 
Thank you very much. And you know, the, I think it's always good to remind when you're here to get here, it takes, you know, perseverance and conviction and, and hard work. So mm -hmm. now that you're, you know, assisting really big costume designers, what was that moment where you became, I mean, you're a designer inside, of course, but was there that wow moment to design or, a, you know? Well, I always wanted to be a designer. Yeah. I mean, you know, starting out in my career, interning, you know, I worked a lot of the positions in the department. I interned, I was a costume coordinator, Smart. I was a shopper. I was, I wanted to learn the entire process because it was a whole new world I was stepping into. Did you so hear that people? <laughs> the whole process you wanted to learn. Yes, and and I was very clear that I was a designer and not a costumer mm -hmm. or a supervisor. And there's you know, and it's not to say that there's there's nothing wrong with being nope. a supervisor or a costumer. They're amazing integral jobs that we need. You know, they're a part of the team, and we can't do anything without them. To be exactly. honest, exactly. But for me personally, mm -hmm. I just knew it wasn't my path, and so I yeah, I just sought to learn the department in and out. You know, work with budgets, see you know how you track budgets, like you know, the software we use for, you know, back then we were using like C-plot. Now we're using right. that, yep. you know, so I learned all of that stuff, um, working my way up through the departments for like four or five years. And then um, some of the designers that I worked for started um, referring me for jobs, mostly like commercials first, like right. smaller jobs. And then they started referring me for, for movies. Mm. And I had, I think I interviewed on something and I didn't get it. But yeah. then what ended up happening was uh, my dear friend, Shaka King, was in grad school, he was at Tisch and NYU, and he was writing his thesis and he decided to do a feature for his thesis, which apparently Ooh. hasn't been done since. That's cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like, I think like they won't let people do it now. It's something, some, I don't know why, but- um, He probably looks better than the, t than the teacher. So like, wait a minute, he looks too smart. Okay, we're gonna stop this. <laughs> yeah, so um, he, got, he got a budget, he got 500K, yeah. um, you know, and he hired me to be his designer. <gasps> and that started my career as a designer. What was the name of that movie? Newlyweeds. That was and Newlyweeds? Oh yeah. my gosh, it looks like, that did not look like a first movie. Good for him. Yeah, yep. Uh, good um, for you too, wow. Yeah, his first feature and my first feature as a doing like commercials and um, Sorry, my, my thought my phone calls were off. My friend just called me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no okay. Um, when you went into that first feature, was it an intimidating? I mean, not you didn't let anyone see you sweat, but you felt like you got it. No, I was completely comfortable. I love it. Uh, I love it. Doing it. And but what ended up happening was it was a huge adjustment for me because prior to that point, I had been working on like multi-million dollar projects. <laughs> True. And, and like in the department. And so I knew like how much money was being spent and like so I had to go from like seeing these budgets and managing these budgets yeah. to like, oh, you have like $8,000 for the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And craft service. You're like, where's craft, where's craft service? Oh, like, great. I, I was me. working awesome. out of a U-Haul van. Like I, that was my, my truck. <laughs> I love that. You, I don't love that you said that, but I have worked out of, I mean, my trunk, my car. Right. Right. Did they like build some like janky poles in a U-Haul or something? We, or, we, we, we just, hung, you know, those U-Hauls have like those um, beams in there. We just kind of hung. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? But don't you remember being happy? Like I was, I was, I was super so happy. happy, like doing my own stuff and collaborating and, I bet once you got a taste of that, there was no turning back. 
No, there there wasn't. Um, yeah. I mean that, and that movie has a really special place in my heart. It's my first movie. It's yeah. also my love letter to Brooklyn as a designer because I had I felt like I had been seeing a lot of um, projects coming out and movies coming out, and it was taking place in Brooklyn, but there weren't any black people, or mm -mm. you know, or just like the style was just off. To yeah, me. yeah. And so I was just really excited to be able to do a movie about New York and about Brooklyn and show the various Legit. characters in yeah. New York. Yeah. We had we had so many different kinds of characters in this movie. It's so fun. Now, how long had you been in New York before you did that, or you were there for years already? I have been in New York for seven years. Okay. Point. Okay. Yeah. So it's under your skin. You know, yeah. there was a lot that I, I do. I love those. Not that you didn't have to do research and, you know, and, and discuss, but when it's in you, like, it's, in, it's, yeah. it's even more fulfilling. Yeah. I mean, the, like, the concept means being the director would have would be like at a bar and that's just making jokes about all the people in our neighborhood <laughs> but, right but that's how let and me warn you they were and, yeah let fun. me warn you i have been doing this damn thing for so long and now I'm, i've catched on to writers like we'll have a meeting and we'll have like you think it's like chit chat they are taking notes because all oh, of yeah. a sudden right i'll see a yeah. script i'm like dude i was tell i'll get because they need us right yeah, yeah. <laughs> no i mean I, yeah, one of my favorite things to do is to just just come up with the most outlandish ideas for a costume for because it's a comedy. It's a dark uh. comedy, but it's a comedy, and it's still very much grounded in um, you know in reality. But yeah. there's a scene where um, well, the main character dresses up in a disguise because he's is like, that where that mask man. comes from? No, so no, the mask they were just getting high. <laughs> that was just a. I thought that. That's funny. That's funny. No, they yeah. were just stoned. And, yeah, and actually, the movie is on the top stoner list, uh, stoner movie <laughs> list of all time. Don't you? Peach and Chong. Like, if you look it up, it's pretty great. And um, it ends up winning an Independent Spirit Award. But yeah, like, you know, I had to age, I had to age, you know, the main actor Amari Cheatham, who plays Lyle in the movie. And I went to the thrift store and bought like acid wash jeans, and I like papered them, and sweat socks, and like loafers with tassels, and just like. It was just like, and I made him a leather hat. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are things <laughs> that I, great. now I have to watch this because those are the things that you come up with that you're just like, how did I pull that off? It's so. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. I like took, I deconstructed a leather jacket to make this leather. It's okay. Sorry, my phone is just going crazy today. I'm so sorry. No, no, you're fine. So yeah. It was um it's it's a really special movie and I hope you get a chance to watch it soon and everyone does because um there's a lot of fun characters and a lot of fun costumes in that one. Well, I don't smoke pop, but I might be down to get high and watch this movie. <laughs> it's, I was looking at the photos of all. This is kind of awesome. No, yeah. those first features. I remember I did this movie, and the script had a list. It had um Don Quixote, Don Juan DeMarco, Donnie Brasco. It was like a table of like mafia guys. I knew what Johnny Brasco was. I knew what, um, uh, uh, there was another one, but the Don Quixote, I didn't know what that was. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding you. I made him a conquistador hat out of uh, foil. It was foil, not metal. Nice. Foil. Nice. It was so good. Job. <laughs> the prop guy looked at me, he's like, is that foil? I'm like, mm. he's like, it was so bad. <laughs> um, you gotta make it work on those little budgets. <laughs> you do. Those are the things that you laugh at to yourself. People are like, it's amazing. You're like, mm -hmm, just don't move. It's gonna I fall mean, I, I was like dying everything with, like aging everything with tea. And mm -hmm. like, 
dirtying things with coffee and like <laughs> right right at the craft so service low. table you're like okay hold on this is like you're you yes. know what that's why you are who you are because you've seen it you know you mm -hmm. can see it you don't tell me you can't do it because it's possible oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yesterday with F with FIDM the topic was storytelling through costume design now seeing part of I couldn't finish the whole thing of see you yesterday um one of the things that really uh connected my talk yesterday about storytelling is it's a younger generation you have to get into the minds of what these two kids would do as scientists or you know whatever they're coming up with and i am just wowed by the photos and the trailer of see you yesterday and what they put together did you have to what was your process through that storytelling? Because you had to tell a story through that age. Where, where did you go with that? How'd you come up with those things? So um, I basically thought about like things I wore as a kid mm -hmm. and um, just kind of like modernized it and adapted it and also looked at what kids were wearing and doing currently. Right. And also um, the, the writer director would give me a lot of like context clues as to what each cool. of the characters were into. Totally, so, that makes sense. Like, yeah, so CJ was like, she was a scientist. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it paused. Yeah, I'm back. I thought that was you, because I was like, yes. I think that reminds me of her name. Don't worry, yeah. hi. My <laughs> phone overheated. I'm, so I'm not laughing, but I am. <laughs> so I'm on my iPad, and for some reason, my iPad won't log on to my, it's fine. I'm back. <laughs> it's fine. No, I was telling them that I was like, oh my God, she's so pretty. She's so hot. And then someone said, oh, her phone overheated. I'm all, because she's hot. Like literally, <laughs> she's like on fire at the screen. That was my housemate. He, I was like walking towards the freezer with my phone and he's like, what are you doing here? No, no. He's like, please don't do it. Don't do it. Like you're going to jump. Don't do it. <laughs> well, tell him thank you for texting me because I was fine. I was just, just talking away. My gosh. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> so no, I'm glad you're back. So, uh, so talking to the director, the collaboration yep. on that film helped with the storytelling. Can you tell yes. these students why, in general, costume is just an important storytelling tool in a film? Touch yeah, I, I definitely think um, you know you can tell a lot about a person based off of what they're wearing, right? So, like for example. Um, CJ wore like a lot of pins, like NASA pins and mm. science pins. She wore a lot of uh, prominent black, like um, female characters on her clothing. So okay. I had uh, a t-shirt made from a mm. comic book character called Wendisha. And this is a real comic book. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And so I, ha I, I contacted the comic book creator. I was, was going like, to say, how'd you get that clearance? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, hey, can I put Wendisha on a t-shirt? I think it would be really cool for this young black girl. To have like this black version of a Wonder Woman on her T-shirt, mm. it's a, like beautiful, curvy, strong, you know, black girl on her T-shirt. Yeah. That red T-shirt she wears has Wandisha on it, okay. and you know, it just tells us a lot about her and her interests. You know, seeing these little context clues. If you see a young girl with like a really strong black female superhero on her T-shirt, you're like, oh, she's she's tough. She's she bad. doesn't even have to say anything. Yeah, she wears it, and that's already putting out a message without having to say anything. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. How I mean, do you, what, is the comic called Wandisha itself? Um, it's called, oh my character. God, they're gonna, they're gonna That's okay, it. I'll look up the character. I'm just the, the comic's name, um, the creator's name is Ant Piper. Okay. Ant Piper and Trill League, Trill League. I remember. Okay. 
That's good. Trilly. It came to you. <laughs> by Ant Piper. Trill, T-R-I-L-L, League. Okay, okay. And it's a really cool cast of characters, like, you know, Black, Latino. Very. It's like, you know, his version of um, the, you know, DC Marvel universes. That's cool. Someone was telling my, my friend Paul James was telling me about, it was a cartoon called Something Dragon, and it's got uh, uh, gay superheroes, characters, Black, Latino, like, it was so cool, and like, um, but they're younger too, like, best, two best friends, boys that become partners later on, like, it was just, I okay. was like, this is some good stuff, I'll find the name, and I'll text you what it is, but it seems, that sounds cool, along the lines, but it's a cartoon, like, you know, to something uh, they would tune into. So what you're saying is, as a costume designer, you're putting a backstory without mm -hmm. the feature or TV show even having to say it out loud, right? Yeah, I mean, especially in movies, because, mm -hmm. you know, I think in TV shows, you have a lot more time to develop a character yep. you know, totally. over a season. In a movie, we have a lot less time with these characters, so you kind of have to, like, get the meshes across, you know, pretty early, Mm -hmm. you know wh who this person is like you you know if a, if a person is like really fashion forward right the first time you see him in the movie you you want them to like exude that like yeah. oh my god their style is so bold and like they're up on the latest trends and you know really? and if like uh, a character is a little bit um a little bit like disheveled and doesn't have their life together you kind of want to see that with the first time you see them maybe they're clicking a button or This interview, I think everyone that's ever called me, even though I have my notifications off, they're like, let's call Mandy right now. I swear to God, your phone freezes. People call me. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> my phone's literally in the freezer right now. Like, <laughs> I think the universe is saying, your ass ain't out there protesting. You're not peaceful marching. What are you doing? We're going to ruin your phone. No. So we are here. Mercury retrograde is on its way. That's all. <laughs> that's what it feels. I'm going to blame that shit on everything is on that. Um, what was I saying as far as using that to tell a story? And also it's when you, you said the perfect thing. And I was saying this yesterday, we've got minutes to mm -hmm. say who these characters are. Like I was thinking about Zoe Kravitz on, what's that record store? Uh, that indie High Fidelity. One High Fidelity. Yeah. She wears that leather coat. Bam. Like yeah. she wears yeah. that all the time. And I'm just like, and the first thing I do, who's that costume designer? Like yeah. so good, right? Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Zoe's great. I mean, I I got to do a badass leather look on her and mm. uh, Vincent and Roxy. Um, so the first time you see her, she's punk rocked out, but you know she's wearing like a lot of denim. And then by the end, um, I don't want to tell everybody what happens, yeah. but yeah. she 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 goes on revenge. And so okay. by the end, okay. she's in this really like dope leather badass look. So, so. you create an arc, right? You create mm -hmm. a character story through yes. the wardrobe yeah uh, oh definitely how you know how the person changes over the course of the story and how their clothes change with them even in see you yesterday um yeah. if you watch the movie the beginning of the movie everything is very vibrant like the colors mm. are very vibrant and once you get towards the end of the movie and things get a little darker everything gets darker their clothing the lighting like so you can tell a lot with clothing and also color through telling stories do you ever geek out like when you go see a movie at the theater and you're just like all the background's gray. That's amazing. Yeah. You're, the person next to you, they're like, what? You're like, it's all gray. There's like that movie, Her, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Oh my gosh, yes. With the pops of, he yes. wearing the same color as the computer. And yes. I remember going, it's genius. He's like, it's an orange shirt. I'm all, 
know there's a lot behind it, right? Oh, that was like thoroughly discussed. It that was a meeting. Intentional. Uh -huh. And I, I, I love I love that part of the job. I Don't love you? obsessing about those details and especially when everyone's on one accord and agrees and it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, like this is the story we're telling. This is the color story. This is the acts of the story where the color changes. And you know, like it's really fun. I love explaining that to somebody. If like there's a producer or a writer, they're just like, I don't, I don't really know about that uh, monochromatic look. I'm like, well, it's <laughs> this and this and this. And they're like, I never thought about that. I was like, mm, I should get some writing credit for that. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we've got uh, about 20 minutes left. We're going to do Mandy's minutes. And then I'm going to talk about um, your black designer database and your kind of online coaching. And I'm going to get to that too. But we're going to go really quick because it's so funny. At the end of these, people always go, oh, I love the Mandy's minutes. Okay, let me, oh my God, here we go. Um, so to the new viewers watching, I'll do this every episode. I'll ask very similar four questions. And it's always interesting because everyone's answers are so freaking different. I love it. Okay. If you got to be a fly in the wall to not partake, just to watch yeah. and listen and learn on a film or a TV show with your favorite designer, whatever designer, what, who would it be? Or what, sh what film would it have been? Present, past, any of the, you know. Honestly, yeah, it would be Cleopatra, like, mm. you know, and Game of Thrones. Those That's two, epic. Because epic. they're so epic, I would love to see the process, you know. I know it requires a lot of coordination, mm -hmm. a lot of work. And, I, yeah, I would love to see how they did it all. Um, how Game they of start. Thrones. How they yeah. even start, right? Yeah, like, Game of Thrones and Cleopatra to me are, like, up there with, like, the level of logistics and execution totally. that was required. <laughs> and, and how many people it took to even, you know, get that off the ground. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you had to be trapped in a store, again, past, present, functioning or not, overnight, okay. what retail store would it be? Um, I mean, it honestly would have been Barney's before they shut I down. Know. I know. Barney's, Barney's was one of my faves. You know, I used to walk around. I'm not even kidding you. I would, people would be like, oh my God, let's go for a hike. I was like, I'm going to walk around the mall. Not kidding. I don't even buy anything. Yeah. I would just walk around Barney's. I just like yeah. took it in. Yeah. I mean, you know, like that's why we do what we do. We I love know. clothes. We love the inspiration. And Barney's, you know, Barney's was great. I mean, like I, I was like dreaming about the day where I could afford something in Barney's when I, I first got to New York. And then. I literally stood on the street crying <laughs> like recently when it, when it shut down and I went in there and saw it. I was like, <gasps> I don't think you were the only one. I think there were other women who will admit that to this day this happened. Yeah. I just want to, first of all, uh, really quick, not first of all, third of all, um, say thank you for the donations. I saw that Ebony made one. She's a huge fan of yours. We're up to almost $100. So thank you guys for your donations. If you had to do, not had to, if you got to do, your dream feature, uh -huh. what era, what period, what story, what, you know, what uh, dates, you know, period would it be around? Um, can I, I have two answers to this Please. question. Please, do whatever. One is I got to do one of my dreams, which <gasps> is design a movie set in 69. I just finished oh. the Fred Hampton story. Um, yeah, it's, it's currently untitled, but. I was going to ask. Okay. Yeah, that was a dream for me. Um, wow. 
it's a Warner Brothers production, so hopefully they'll have a trailer out and a title soon. <laughs> I was just going to say, so we haven't had a teaser or anything for it no, yet. No, not yet. They're still wow. in post. Yeah. I so, told you guys, but... you're going to hear her name. She's already, I mean, I'm going to be able to say I knew you when, so I'll brag about you. <laughs> Go ahead. And my second answer to that question is um, there's a book by Octavia Butler called Wild Sea. Okay. It takes place over many different um, decades and era. It actually starts in Africa like pre-colonialism. Wow. And the main female character in the book is a shapeshifter. <gasps> yeah. Okay, so do you know crazy. that I'm obsessed? I know this sounds so ridiculous. I became obsessed with True Blood. And uh -huh. I say all the time, I bet that person's a shapeshifter. They're like, no, they're not. I'm like, I bet they are. <laughs> so I get it. What's the, um, what's her journey? It's, it's just uh, her story. It's 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 all it's actually kind of a love story. There's like mm. one other person in the world who happens to meet male whose powers kind of match and align with hers, and it's just about their story throughout the era. And it tells a story of like colonialism and the slave trade and everything. Wow, it's really, it's a cool book. It's a really and it's cool never book. been. I mean, you gotta um, find someone to buy the rights. Well, some of her books are currently being adapted. I'm not okay. sure if Wild Seed is. I know Macro is working on adapting some of her stories with Victoria Mahoney, um, but I'm not sure about Wild Seed yet, but that's a dream of mine is to do Wild I'm just saying, I at the end of my notes I have, I'm gonna see you producing, directing. I know you're gonna be, you're gonna dab dabble in a little bit of all of it. So, <laughs> hey, this you never know. This may yeah. be your next, your first producing gig. Uh, <laughs> if you had to say goodbye or how about this? If you had to never see a trend again, ever, yes. it won't. It's not allowed to come back. What trend would that be? Oh my God! Um. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there's so many bad ones, but they come back to haunt you. You can't help it; just happens. I feel like it's like a lot of what was happening in the early 2000s. You remember when like <laughs> girls were wearing like vests and like mini pleated skirts with like no like shirt underneath, and then oh. like terrible like like block heel heels and like kitten heels it was just like it's super paris hilton yeah i may i may have been a girl with a vest with nothing underneath it but i never did the skirts but i may have <laughs> may have done the best okay fine whatever <laughs> you won't bring it back uh who is your favorite fashion designer alexander mcqueen bar none right yeah i i miss lee alexander mcqueen because i know right now he would be doing something disruptive Oh, and it would be cool. You know he yeah. would. He would yeah. be shaking shit up. You're yeah. so right. Yeah. <gasps> he would have a lot to say. That's a yeah. good point. Okay. Um, getting into your okay. Number one is your jewelry your line that's on you. Yes. Your necklace. Um. Yeah. So my necklace, not my earrings today, okay. but I don't know. Is it crazy for me to like move the camera and show you my jewelry behind no, me? No. No. That's my no. Go for it. Okay. So here Got you it. go. Do do do. I don't know if you can see everything. I but love the way it's played. Can you. I see any of this online? Yes, I'm currently revamping my site, but I will okay. text you a secret link. <laughs> well, you know what's so funny? Because one of the people that called me was Michelle Cole. Do yeah. you know Michelle? I do know Michelle. Oh, okay, I was gonna say, I wanna hook you up with the jewelry. Like, this is something, I see those bracelets like, I, I see those bracelets, with crazy elegance, but with okay. rocking one, one cuff. They're a statement it. piece. They're like, I made them to be statement pieces, like red carpet, yeah. And do you fund it all yourself? 
I do, which is wow. why I'm currently revamping my site and <laughs> doing a whole rebrand, you know, trying to um, attract some like investors and stuff like that. Smart, smart. I mean, you can do it all, but it, it's okay if you have some help, you know, putting your designs uh, yeah. out there. My uh, God. Definitely. <laughs> Everybody listen up right here. It wouldn't be a, 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 would be a wise investment. Um, okay. So on your site that I went to, the first thing that pops up is, the black designer database, database, yeah. right? Um, and then you go to another part of your site and you have this online coaching and questionnaire. I found myself like applying. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I want to do this. I'm going to be a black designer. This is not happening. Why can't I go? But it's so uh, in interesting and you're just taking on a whole nother uh, uh, need, you know, mm -hmm. that people are gravitated to. So can you explain how your black designer uh, database started? And what yeah, definitely. So um, most of my projects, I've tried to use as many black designers as possible. And the reason is I end up telling a lot of stories about the diaspora and people in the diaspora. And, you know, and I also as a designer, you just want like unique stuff. Like you just want cool stuff. We kind of get tired of like shopping in the same places. And if you're pressed for time, you don't always have time to build every single thing. No. So I was, you know, I would, you know, go and, and source black designers. And I felt like I was just having to do so much work every job. You know, I need a black designer that does this. I need a black designer that does evening wear. I need a black designer totally. that does that. And I was like, you know what? What if I just start a database and have everything in one place? And yeah. last year I put up a post with a questionnaire and like instantly had like 200 entries. Is it um, nationwide or just- International. Uh, it is an international, international. because I, I was telling somebody that one of my promises to myself and my crew and my producers is whatever my next show is, I wanna add it a week into prep to create a log of black designers that I have never heard of that I want to go to. And yeah. I'm just gonna go to you, this is great. Yes. So, and, and that's why I created it. Cause I, was, I wanted to encourage other members in our guild and in our industry totally. to use black designers, um, use black designers work, pay black designers to even build things for you because right. they have a very cool and unique perspective. And, you know, I think even, especially now, as we see like retail, like fading and failing, mm -hmm. like independent designers are gonna be more and more important. Yeah. And, as, and as you're telling, like I said, stories about the diaspora, like that point of view is very, very, very important. Um, so we are actively like literally coding the site right now. Okay. So, <laughs> wait, so they, they join, do, do you have a cap or do you choose, how does that work? So we, we go through every entry and we right. just like make sure people's sites are working and right. um, that they, you know, their sites have been updated. Legit. Like like just, yeah, like they're, they're legit. Yeah, but yeah. we try, we don't necessarily like, um, it's not like we're like, oh, we only want this type of design. No, you just want to make sure that they're actually accessible, right? Yes. To people. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We have everything from like t-shirt lines to streetwear, streetwear, um, kids, you know, um, men's suiting and tuxedos. Like we, you know, it runs the gamut and we have submissions. And then we also have like our own curated picks, like people mm, that we've manually entered as well. Yeah. Um, you know, some more established designers, just so everything's in the same place. And, um, you know, it's been really great and I'm really excited about launching it so I can send it to the people in our industry and they can use it as a tool. Cause a lot of the people who signed up were like, how do I get my stuff in movies? How do I get my right. stuff on TV? And like, cause I left a question on there like, Hey, do you want your stuff, you know, um, product placed? And yeah. everybody's like, yeah. So have you ever worked with Jessica Cohen? 
She's the yes, product agent. Okay. Okay, yes. good. I was yes. just going to say, if you hook up with her, like she's all about having meetings and yes. making sure it gets out We're there and overdue for meeting her and I. <laughs> yeah, no, we, I finally got to see her when she was in town and then I came home with some candles and some shampoo and I was like, this so, is great. Um, so what a great, what a great service. Um, do you hope to have it up and running maybe when we go back? I mean, that would be opportune time, right? It was supposed to be up and running this week. Okay. But, you know, as you're building a thing, yeah. you know, you, of course. you find more things need to be done. And, you know, so hopefully by the end of July, if not yeah. mid-July. That'll like, be good. We're literally actively, like, I've been going through the entries and looking at the, um, uh, like, approving it, you know, this week. I've been looking at the site and still tweaking things here and there. So hopefully the next couple of weeks. I'll send, okay. I'll let you know. What a smart idea. And I Thank love you. that you were doing this before. And this is what I'm yeah. finding is that when uh, everything went down in the world and I got all these texts saying, you need more black designers. You need more black designers. I'm all, whoa, dude, I've had like seven. I don't even think about it. Like it was already in my, right. my, uh, my narrative. And Ruth Carter was like, do you want to be my first guest? Yes. You know, so it wasn't something that I found to be trendy. And yes, I'm, lear I'm learning more and more every day and how I should be working more with black designers. But uh, for you as a, as a black power female, uh, you know, powerhouse boss, this was already in your journey. You already put this into place yes. when everyone's just getting on board. I love it. I love <laughs> I'm serious. You have Thank all you. these white designers hire a black costume designer to be interview them all. I swear I've done it. I don't know. I'm, I didn't try to like, I, I am, uh, I am making a conscious effort and a promise to really um, be more aware, even with my interviews, yes. even with who, you know, opening the door. But I, yes. I'm just, I, I'm so happy to hear that uh, you are already ahead of the game and it's just going to help us out. Is it going to be something where like I could type in men's suits and it'll bring up that designer? Yeah. So that's some Smart. of the tweaks we've been working on this week was like making sure the categories are correct mm -hmm. and just like refining that. So it's easy, cool. it's accessible and easy. So exactly what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. I know that is, I mean, at the end of the day, the more accessible you make it, we don't, you know, we've got like yeah. five minutes to find yeah. anything. Absolutely. Crazy. Okay. Um, God, we talked about that. Okay. I had a question mm -hmm. in my DMS and it asked me, as a designer, ask me to ask you, as a designer, what skill do you feel has, uh, have you used the most maybe mm. from school or maybe just experience? What's the one thing that you feel as a designer, there's no wavering that you got to have? Uh, the ability to do good research. Mm. Something Smart. you learn in school. Honestly, like research, research, research. Because if you do good research, any like creative discussion you get into any creative debate you get into as yep. far as like you know in a meeting a concept meeting yeah or just like any you know any creative meetings if you can back it up with research you can kind of get your way <laughs> i i'll never forget i was at a q a with a costume designer from um the great gatsby Bowles lorman's wife and um she said because i had asked the question did you design every background and she said, my husband said, if I could find it in an encyclopedia, if I could find it, I could build it. So mm. she said, well, we want the tarantula lady. And he was like, there is no such thing as a tarantula lady. She's like, yep, yes, there was right here. And he was like, okay, you can build it. So you're right. Exactly. If you Research. can prove it. 
and I, and I love doing research. It really feeds this like really nerdy part of myself. And it's like, the more I do it, the more I want to do it. And yeah. it's just, it's the research part of the job is very fulfilling for me. I, I really enjoy that at the beginning. Now, do you sketch? I mean, I'm the worst <laughs> illustrator ever. Or do you, have you ever worked with illustrators? That was another question someone asked. Um, so I have been sketching, mm -hmm. but I don't sketch regularly because yeah. like, we honestly don't have a lot of time. And right. I've actually like in this off time was taking some classes because I want to just get faster at it. So I can like sketch in meetings and stuff just like that. Just the talk, right? Yeah. Like, you like this? Yeah. And they're like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, what am I looking at? <laughs> um, but I do work with illustrators okay. um, and you know, the illustrators are in our guild. And I've had some people reach out to me because they want to, you know, illustrate. And, I, you know, I try to point them in the direction of the guild and how to join and things like that. Um, but, yeah, I work with illustrators. And, I, you know, I do digital sketches sometimes and collaging and things like that. But I'm just, like, working on getting, like, faster at it so I can just do really good, quick, like, hand sketches. Because um, it's, it's just a really great tool, especially when you're working with a director or a showrunner who doesn't understand clothing and they're, like, trying to describe something to you and you can just be like, oh, you mean this thing mm -hmm. or that thing. Um, so yeah, it's just another, you know, another language basically to use. It is. I was talking, uh, Trish Somerville from The Hunger Games and, you know, every movie in the world. She <laughs> was talking about yesterday how uh, she can sketch, but using an illustrator that you connect with to then connect with the tailor because yeah. you can have an illustrator draw the most beautiful thing and as a designer we say yeah but how are you going to get into it where do they right, right? where's right. that closure go where's that zipper go and that's where you as a designer come in yes to kind of help facilitate that and if we can help go you know maybe they're there and they're like don't touch my sketch no <laughs> it could help <laughs> um i i again i had a question did you um like lou Eirich, who is mm -hmm. becoming a producer on everything under the sun is that i mean i know it's premature to ask you this but you seem to be doing everything did you ever do you ever think about producing um yeah I mean mm -hmm. I'm not opposed to it I'm yeah. open to it I definitely could see my I have like some ideas for um more like like docuseries like fashion docuseries kind of ideas that I will probably be producing Smart. in the next couple of years yeah um but you know I I didn't come into this industry thinking I was going to end up having an idea for a series and wanting to produce it one day so it's just kind of cool how your world opens up once you get into the entertainment business it does is because we think like they're missing that why isn't there that you know That's it's just about but exactly. again it's a matter of like how do you do it like i see i see a jewelry line and my mind doesn't even know like how do you do it how did you pay right. this, you know but i think again it's just experience and then the, the right people kind of you know uh, help you out and support you when you have become, you know, this growing community. Now, what a question of mine, uh, you have worked in New York, mm -hmm. Atlanta, LA, where, where else have you worked all over? Cause I have a lot of students ask me, is it easier to get a job here or there, but that's not necessarily. It's yeah. Key. It's not necessarily true. I mean, yeah. most of my interviews happen in New York or LA. And from there, either I'm shooting New York or LA or the job is shooting somewhere else. Okay. I mean, you know, our industry ch chases these tax credits. So like, we're basically shooting wherever has the most tax credits. That's true. <laughs> You're so right. Yeah. You're so right. So I've shot in um, New York, LA, Atlanta, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, mm. Cleveland, and Jamaica so far. Wow. How and, was Jamaica? and Bermuda and the Bahamas. 
Oh, I, I love how you like forget those. Oh yeah, and the Bermuda, the Bahamas. I mean, those were commercials, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a favorite place to shoot where you're like, I want to go back there? Um, New Orleans. I actually really love New Orleans, and yeah. I enjoyed working in Atlanta as well. Um, okay. Like the the issues I had with Atlanta and New Orleans were they just don't have as many like stores and resources, so it's a little challenging. Yeah. But yeah. I still was able to get the job done, you know. Well, you come from New York because are you? That's where you get to shop. I have never worked in New York, and I've only worked in LA and uh, Vancouver. And I found when I came back from Vancouver to LA, I'm like, like what's happened to our stores yeah. and retail? It's totally changing. Do you? Another question I had was, um, when you structure your department, now that we're going to be having to do so much online work and the timings, we're not going to have that. Do you, have you ever designated a person to be that online person or do you just take it on? Um, a lot of times, like my ACD does a lot of like, yeah, the online me too. Um, because, you know, they, I think they're the most trustworthy. <laughs> And oh my god don't leave it up too. to me i'll like ship it to china or something like i'm yeah. horrible <laughs> and 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 the supervisor as well you know true uh, the supervisor will end up doing a lot of online shopping but usually you know their online shopping is like supplies or uniform related you know those kinds of things okay. um my acd will do a lot of online shopping for like my immediate fittings and, and you know special and she knows what you love too yeah right? or they or he or she knows what you love yeah. right i think that's yeah, a good had, i think that's I've had both male and female ACD, so yeah. I love to get a man in the mix. Like it just evens out all that like female energy. I always tell people like if they're having problems in an apartment, I'm like, you gotta get a man in the mix. Like that's the problem. There is too many damn. Women. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I I love having a diverse department, right? Um, different ages, races, you know, um, like queer folks, ev you know, everything. Like I I enjoy different perspectives and working with different kinds of people towards a common goal, personally. Be because it adds. I this has been the weirdest retrograde Mercury day in the world. It just shut me off. It said I had two minutes. Oh, Lordy internet, I am so over you today. So Charlize is gonna come back. We're gonna say a goodbye. I hope you guys have enjoyed this whole time. Hi, Scott. Hi, Kristen, what are you doing? Um, oh, Michael Kong's on here. Now they come in little late people unless you were on before so my guest is going to come right back um everybody that's joining back thank you thank you thank you she's going to come back we're going to do our goodbyes i'm going to have her have a send-off message hopefully she knows to come back because the video just ended like it literally just ended um do you guys want to ask me anything in the meantime is my shirt see-through probably um uh, thank you for joining thank you for coming back my there's uh, viewer on here is also does another uh costume design interview show and he'll tell you the internet sometimes can be testy it shuts you off thank you for being here she's gonna be right back we're gonna close out have you guys been enjoying this are you guys gonna be sad to see this go are you gonna cry it just might happen um anyways uh charlise is gonna be back and keep going with the interview thank you mm, watch this i'm gonna do this on camera is this sexy? Yeah, do we like this? Thank you. I feel like a model. You're already crying. Hopefully she comes back. Hopefully she doesn't think I hung up on her. If you're watching, Charlize, come back to me because I have another question. So sad, well hopefully, I mean, I don't know. Do you love my earrings? These are from Target. 
mean, I think they're like $2, thanks. Um, what else do you wanna ask me? How piggy is? He threw up this morning. I know, little baby boy. Uh, request to be in your video. I hope that's not her. I don't think so. Uh, Charlize is gonna come back. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't think that's her. <laughs> this is such a weird, <laughs> such a weird day. Oh God, my skin is not even happening today. Thank you for staying on here so, 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 so much. Um, are we going to record the podcast and put in the video version? Um, no, because the podcast aren't, I mean, I would love to have a pod. Don't leave. Don't leave. She'll be back. Um, I would love to have a podcast uh, in real life where we can engage and we can shoot it. Um, I love that someone's name is Loser Backwards. The planets are apparently lives in this weekend as well. Fuck. Um, no, I haven't, I'm not going to do a video podcast yet. We'll see. You know what happens when you get older? That's what I want. I think I want to tape my cheeks like this. <laughs> Hi, Loser Backwards. I love that that's your name. I'll just keep talking. Do you guys have any questions for me? Charlize is coming back. Hopefully she thinks I didn't hang up on her. Because um, I do want to tell her... Uh, I do want to ask her one last question because she was, it was such a good interview. I could talk to her forever. Hello, hello, everyone on here that I know. So I had a guest, in case you guys are wondering, like I swear I'm not just talking. Um, I had an amazing costume designer named Charlize Antoinette. You will hear her name, just wait. She's done, she's done so much, excuse me. And this is just, uh, when I say the beginning for her, I mean the beginning of like a really big career. I love your lives. Thank you. I look great. Don't be silly. Thank you. Um, but I know we got cut off. But hopefully she'll see this because it's hard because I can't really text her. Hi, guys. Are you working on a new project? Well, a lot of us aren't really working. I did interview for a show on Tuesday. So keep your fingers crossed because I watched the show and I love the show. So hopefully um, that happens. I know she got cut off, but I hopefully she can join again. If anyone knows her, text her and say to come back. Our viewers are going up. You're a cutie, thank you. Um, our viewers are going up. I mean, I could just, oh, there she is. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> this day has been so friggin' insane. <laughs> Sometimes when I smile, it looks like I have no tooth. Do you have any recommendations, networking in these tough times? The thing about these genre, yes. Just wait till um, the last guest. You guys are gonna love who the last guest is. It's gonna be huge. Um, is any recommendations for working in these tough times? Um, it sucks, I'm not working. I'm not making any money. You know, thank God Western Costume is sponsoring that, but sponsoring this, and I, I don't know where I would be without them, but um, I think you should get your resume together. Oh, let's see, I bet that's her asking to join, hold on. <laughs> I'm just laughing at today. I swear to God, I have to be on the road today. Like, am, what's gonna happen? Do I just? <laughs> I'm back. No, I am just. Off the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> what if you forgot about it later on? You're like, oh shit, it's in the freezer. It was pretty. It's pretty frozen. Like, wait. So did it work? It's alive now. It worked. It, it cooled off and it's on again, but it's sweating now. <laughs> did, who told you to do that? Your housemate, or did you know? 
I just ran and threw it in the freezer because I was just like, it's overheating. Let me cool it off. He's like, throw it in some rice. No, so uh, so it shut us off. Yeah. And I was like, oh, awesome. And it, But it said two minutes remaining. But I love that we came back with more viewers than we had when we were shut off. So this is great. Great. Um, and just so you know, from the biggest designers to the small, average of between 50 and 100 viewers on a day like today where everybody is outside peaceful protesting that is kudos to you you are loved stay that way stay whatever you're doing just do it bigger you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's working because i've got so many messages and it made me so excited about today so awesome. just stick with it ma'am uh <laughs> One thing I, I wanted to wait because somebody was sending a question. I wanted to answer one more question okay. and then I wanted to, um, what is the perfect standout accessory to complete an outfit? That depends, right? Answer, but I know what you're going to say because you can't pick one, right? Like, I think jewelry. Personally. Oh, okay. You're right. That's the, I mean, I was thinking like a specific one, but jewelry. Yeah. Right. Jewelry or a hat. Or an awesome belt, you know, a statement, you know, a statement piece. Did you get to watch Jen Rogan's interview? No, I. this week has been so insane for me with all these uh, diversity committee meetings and just all the other stuff I've going on. No, I can't you, wait you, to have time to like dive into all of your interviews. Can't you wait. need to take the time, do what you're doing, get that information out there. But when you have a minute, watch Jen's because Jen was really interesting speaking about when she did Girls, the TV show. Yeah. And she would learn from Dan Lawson, who did The Good mm -hmm. Wife, who was so mm -hmm. impeccable, right? Mm -hmm. So she was used to doing accessories, belt, right. And the character got on set, and Judd Apatow's like, I don't believe that the girl's a mess. She's not a mess. And right. so from that point on, they took away the Spanx, the belt, the earrings. So yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. the best accessories can be not yes. at the same time. Oh yeah. yeah, sometimes less is more. It just depends on your material and what you're working with and what story is you're telling and what you're trying to convey. Totally, totally. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be. So before I ask for some parting words, you had told me a really cool story and I may have embellished when I told people like, oh my God, she builds boys and girls clubs out of a sewing <laughs> machine. No, um, <laughs> just with her bare hands. I, If you could talk about that story because I think right yeah. now, Within our jobs, doing something, giving back, I think that's, if you can come, you know, combine it with what you're doing at the same time. Can you tell me that little story when you were working and what happened with the Boys and Girls Club? I forget, like, yes. completely. So um, I was working in Cleveland this past fall or winter, shooting the Fred Hampton project. And um, we were shooting in a very low income area. It needed to look like South Side of Chicago in the late 60s. So it needed to be, you know, kind of, poor and right. down looking and so you know i just i felt really bad like going to work every day in this neighborhood yeah. and we're using we're basically oh because you were in that yeah. got, we're it, got it in the neighborhood every day and you know we weren't really interfacing with the community um mm -hmm. you know we were just like doing our thing and leaving every day and a lot of the people in that community looked like me. So, yeah, you know, it affected yeah. me in a different way than I think some of, you know, the other crew members. And um, one of the actors, um, Darrell Britt Gibson, he was like, hey, and he and I are friends. Um, he plays Bobby Rush in the movie. And he was like, hey, I was a member of the Boys and Girls Club as a kid. 
I always try to speak at different boys and girls club as I work around the country just to give the kids, you know, some inspiration. And would you like to come? Did you bring it up to him? How did you guys? No, it just was like synergy. He just was like, this is this thing I'm doing. And I think you might be interested in it because he knows me. We're friends and he knows like, you know, the kinds of things that I like to do. And I like to be of service and I like working with kids and stuff like that. And so we went to the boys and girls club on a Saturday, um, like pretty much the whole like ensemble cast <laughs> went it was like 10 of them and me That's and cool. we spoke to the kids and gave them some you know ins- inspiring words and then we just hung out with them like wow. you know um daniel Kluge and the keeper were like playing basketball with the kids and going into their music Rad. studio and listening to the kids songs they were producing and making and i'm talking to the program director and he's like yeah someone donated this this music studio and i'm like someone donated an entire music studio yeah and i was like wait and it wasn't being used, nothing? <laughs> yeah, it was It was just, you know, it wasn't anything there. And someone donated yeah. all the equipment and, you know. Wow. The and so I, I was like, well, someone donated a music studio. Can I donate a sewing lab? And That's he was rad. like, yeah. So um, I, it was like my birthday weekend. And I just told everybody, hey, I don't want anything for my birthday. I just want money Smart. to get these kids sewing machines. And so I raised like $1,200 over the weekend. Awesome. Um, you know, crew members on set gave me money as well the following Monday. And so I bought um, 10 like singer home machines, awesome. 10 sewing kits. So 10 kids can sit and sew. Wow. And then we donated all the fabric from the production that was left over. Awesome. All, like all our leftover everything that we would have totally. just thrown away or not thrown away, but you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. packed away and put into people's kits or exactly. uh, sent back to storage. So we just donated all this fabric, all this trimming, thread. And now they have a, a whole, an entire program. And it's still functioning right now? Um, they just reopened this past uh, You know what I mean, like when, when yeah. they can go back, yeah. Yeah, they just reopened. So I, I, I was texting with the program director, um, the center's director this morning. And yeah, so they have a, a curriculum. They have um, assignments that they do like weekly. You know, every Friday they make an assignment. You know, they they sew something, so they're sewing like little pouches and things like that. And my my hope and my goal is to get um to, to continue to consult with them because I would love for them to be able to do like a fashion show one day and like a fundraiser and things. Smart, like that. smart. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Even though I just met you, I can't see you walking away from that. Like you're gonna want to still be involved. Yeah. You know, I there's so many people just saying. Uh, my friend Kat, fantastic. You know, like everyone is just so, my dad's on here. I love how my dad oh. ended up joining. Um, uh, Ebony, thank you for your donation. What a, I really love the story when you had told me before. And I love how you're like, oh, I'm designing a film. I'm going to take on this. Like, <laughs> why not? I don't know, like, why? Why do I? But I mean, it's it's something that is I'm passionate about. I mean, I think it's also something that, I felt like I felt like I was having a hard time balancing the fact that I have like all these things I'm doing and also wanting to give back. So I found a way. I'm like, as I'm traveling, you know, as I work, because I travel a lot. Work. You know, um, Joe Greathouse, who is the center director in Cleveland, he's he and I are working on the possibility of expanding it to other boys and girls clubs. So as I travel for work, I can interface with another boys and girls club and do the same thing, and so kind of like replicate the model. I think I need to be more like you when I travel. I'm like, I'm going to get a tattoo in every city I'm in. And you're like, I'm going to help the world. I'm like, I better get my shit together. Like, come on, Mandy. <laughs> I, I, I get the tattoos too, though. I, I, you know, okay, good. I just want to balance it out, right? With some goodness no, and I some have, tattoos. I'm, yeah, no, I, I have tons of tattoos. and. Do you I, really? Yeah, I do. Uh, I, oh, I, oh my, wait, do you have it on your forearm too? 
Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you're, oh my God, that's amazing. <gasps> wow. Look, I love that my dad tunes in with two tattooed females. I love it. My dad's like, what's going on? What's <laughs> happening here? I want to give you the opportunity to, if you can, in this, this day and age that we're in, did you get to watch? Of course you probably didn't because you have no time, but my friend Angela, Manuel Davis. Did you get to see that little part what she said? I did. I, did. Yes. I watched it while I was doing my nails for you. <laughs> she she throws down. And and okay. and the other Isa, I think that's her name. She was saying how COVID became the dress rehearsal for the Black Lives Matter movement and it needed to happen where we needed to take care of our brother and of our sister and my intentions moving forward, which, you know, it should have always been in all of us, but if it's not, mm -hmm. we're learning, we're growing, you know, it's really to make every move a thought and action. Is there something you want to leave our viewers, you know, whether it's just a message or within costume design that kind of uh, says a little bit about you that you, you know, can stick with them on maybe those lower days where our passion is just like in our motivations or something, parting words that you can give for us? Um, wow. This is well, you seem like a person that would drop <laughs> some knowledge before. Like, here's your mic. There you go. I don't know. You seem like you have something, um, like, important oh to gosh. say. I, I would say that, um, as, you know, you, you're going to have good days and bad days. But as long as you're doing the thing that feeds you and that you're passionate about, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, you can get through those bad days because there's always something good on the other side. Like every hardship I've endured in my career yeah. on the other side of that has always been a breakthrough, something amazing. So right. all of it is temporary and it's for your growth, you know, like all I like that temporary. We have to remember that. That's so hard, temporary. right? It's and it's even as temporary as you're going to be on a different job, like in a couple of totally, months. So totally. If person gets on your nerves, as long as they're not like, you know, abusive or anything. Right, right. Just, you know, just figure out. And, and, and that's a skill you're going to learn, like how to work with someone that you might not particularly vibe with. And maybe by the end of the job, you vibe, you know? Don't so, you? I love that when that happens too. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's all temporary. As long as you're doing something that you're passionate about, you know, the, the hard days are, you know, just the lessons really. I love that the temporary um, question in New York, because in LA, they're doing their best to send out um, emails about diversity panels, diversity committees. And I was on that one the other day with that doctor. And yes, it's Dr. Janice, she was great. She's my friend now. I text her like so she <laughs> killed it. Does your yeah. union in New York, do they offer stuff like that? Or where can I've had I've had some students ask me like, I want to learn more. Where can I go? Is there more available ones that are out there you know well that pan that um training was actually developed by deirdre govan oh, okay um for eight twenty nine in new york originally <gasps> got but it they contacted sal because there was some interest from people in the guild and they worked it out so that both coasts Marked. could be part of the same training and i think that was really great actually because then it's like you know consistent because totally. um, there are a lot of us who work in between both um, coasts, like the mm -hmm. Guild and United yeah. Senior Arts. Yeah. Um, I haven't been as involved in USA 829 because I've been in LA for the last six years. I just, just moved yeah. back. Okay. Um, but I'm on the diversity committee at the Guild and we just release like um, resources and they're on the great. website now. Oh, great. So people, there's resources, there's videos you can watch, there's books you can read. Awesome. And the, the 
in the subcommittee in the diversity committee that put all this together works on this for like days and they you know they did a really good job there's there's movies you can watch um love it so, yeah there's resources on cdg's website now okay people are like, trying to learn more about you know how to be anti-racist yeah um yeah. how to be an ally or just understand just various things about um you know the the black experience in the united states today is juneteenth and the new york times has an amazing um 30 minute podcast they're on their daily oh. podcast about juneteenth okay. um so you know if people have time to check that out it's like totally 29, 29 minutes go on the daily because i don't want to mess it up and like get anything wrong i'd rather everyone go to the daily and understand exactly what juneteenth is but long story short is um slaves were free and there was a particular group of slaves in texas that yep, texas. were still yeah. were still working you know yep. as slaves because their um their their slave masters or enslavers mm -hmm. did not want to give up their free labor so you know these slaves a lot of these enslaved people knew that they were free because they heard they heard that they were free well people thought the emancipation proclamation was the day but it wasn't it wasn't oh. and, it, and it's because of greed honestly like it's of literally course. because of greed so you know these enslaved people were working knowing they were free but they weren't free <laughs> well what are they can do they have no voice They're, they couldn't speak up it wasn't oh wow and i yeah. i was looking on um instagram to see uh okay so what uh marches are today there are so many ones i hope it uh stays peaceful i think it's um it i don't I, i've grown so much through people's pain and that is so unfortunate but mm -hmm. Because of this pain, I think that everyone that I've encountered, it's so interesting. My white friends, they are consciously, you can just tell the awareness has stepped it up. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I hope, and anyone who's watching, if you are reading, if you're watching, if you were listening, digest it. It's not a trend, you know? This is not, I mean, if just listening to Charlize, this is, this is life, and this needs to be the new wave, right? Just in your everyday yes no it, it needs to be a part of everyone everyone needs to be actively working towards being anti-racist yeah you know? yeah and, and doing that work and unpacking exactly what that means i had an amazing conversation with a friend of mine um who happens to be a white you know cis hetero male right and he was like you know the call to action right now is to move from being white allies to white abolitionists and I just thought that was so amazing because he was like, a white ally is a good friend. A white abolitionist does the work and exactly. does the anti-racist work. Oh, and, I'm getting the chills and I was yeah. warm a little bit. Right. He does. Yeah. They do the work. I, wow. I, lo I love through conversation. I was talking to my friend Paul and after the conversation, he said, or somehow I came, however it came about, it's not the victim's uh, job right mm -hmm. now to fix it and he said think about it if somebody if your mom was hurt on the ground is it her job to pick up herself and hold you no right now i know i know and i've learned this is my time this is my job it's not the victim's job to 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 do this because i think that with the privilege that we have with the color of our skin it's like even angela was saying she said with her privilege as a black woman having more money mm -hmm. she's got a mission you know, so whatever that privilege is, is to you. And, and, and that's, you know, 
my perspective as well a lot of the work that i do around you know diversity a lot of the work that i do with kids mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. it's me leveraging the privilege that i do have you know as a costume designer as you know a middle class black woman you know right, i can right. always help others you know what i'm saying totally. so um yeah i mean it's all about and that's what i loved about that talk because they were talking about identifying and recognizing your privilege and putting yeah. that to good use you know whatever it is because like a lot of us um especially you know in the in the world that we the world that we um that we're in the circle yeah. of people that we're around like we have influence like you know that's privilege even totally just being that like yeah influential people and being able to have a conversation that might change their mind and might cause totally. them to take action or donate you know what i mean totally. like totally. so you know we all have a lot of privilege and a lot of power and more than we know and more than we realize well i like that even just using that word privilege two weeks ago it was like a you know like oh privilege it had a negative connotation but now when i hear pr privilege i'm like cool that equals action cool that equals work <laughs> you know just alone that that verb is changed or adjective you know uh shows change and it shows growth and having you here has not only been uh for me a gift as a costume designer but i think for everybody uh, a deeper message along with an entrepreneur. I am so grateful for okay. this horrible internet experience, but amazing <laughs> talk. Yeah. We're, you know, you'll piece it together and it'll be good. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to be great because you know why? It's authentic. And that's what people want. They just want the legit yeah. shit. So thank you for uh, bringing you to this time and um, giving back to me. And it just really meant a lot. And I cannot wait to see where your career is going. Thank, Thank you for you. being here. Did you have, Thank yeah, you. good time, right? Like I can hang out yeah. with you. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, from the moment we spoke on the phone, I was like, we're going to have fun. That's what Meredith told me. She's like, you've got to talk to her. And I'm like, I'm so tired today. And then I text her. I'm like, oh my God, I love her. This is going to be great. So thank you for everyone <laughs> who tuned you. in. Keep on coming back. I've got about three or four more guests. And then maybe the show might wind down a little bit. You have a good rest of your day, Charlize. I'm okay, going to go bye. for a Juneteenth bike ride. Bye. Oh, nice. Bye. Bye-bye.